Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Bessas Hashem Shalom Bayashir number 242. We're in the middle of discussing the principle two, the second principle of seven from the seven principles of making a marriage work by John Gottman, which is a very re- well-researched book based on decades and decades of studying couples. And we were talking about in the last year that after you learn the principle one, which is to understand and know each other, understanding, enhancing your love maps, meaning to understand each other's likes and dislikes and dreams and aspirations, now in principle two, what you learn is to develop based on that, to nurture the fondness and admiration that you had once and that you could have again. And we're going to discuss the exercises that are described here. He starts out with 20 true and false questions where he says, based on your scores, if you have a higher score, that means there's strong areas of strength in your relationship, showing that you value each other highly, which will protect you a lot from being overwhelmed by negativity that comes up in life. And... um, if you have below 10, that means it needs some improvements. And he makes it very clear. And I want to make it clear to everyone listening to this shiurim, especially the ones here, not to be discouraged if you have low scores when you take these exercises or see things in a way where you know there's a lot of work that has to be done. Don't get discouraged. Very often... Couples, deep down, have true fondness and aberration for one another, and it's just buried under what he calls layers of negativity and hurt feelings and betrayals that happened. But it's very, very doable with work to revive those positive feelings that are beneath the surface, that can vastly improve marriages, or develop them anew in a way that can vastly improve marriages. And again, you have that with couples, where there was contempt in the past that broke bonds between husband and wife. And then once they reversed that contempt mode by doing the opposite of that, of fondness and admiration, over time, it nurtured those deep positive feelings. So, for example, if you take these exercises, these 20 questions, and you got a very low score, and then you work on on these concepts for a while, for a few weeks, for a month, for two months, and you retake this, you will see that your score gets higher here, and you see that the strength of your relationship gets stronger. So we're going to go through this slower than normal because it is so, so crucial. This is extremely practical doable, relatable, that you could have on a day-to-day basis in your marriage to really work on improving it. Don't think it's beyond you. Everyone listening to this, husband or wife, man or woman, all ages, all backgrounds, all cultures, have the ability to do this, to nurture fondness and admiration. So, for example, number one, in this questionnaire, I can easily list three things I most admire about my partner. It is certain 
no matter how bumpy the road was, that you could list those three things that you admire about your husband or your wife. And even if you're going to say you don't see it currently right now in, in, in the life of your partner, but it's there. And you can list them and you can admire them and develop that admiration. And like we said, with happy couples, they see it quickly, while if they view themselves as as unhappy, they won't see it even when it's there. They will not see it. They will hide themselves from it. And very often, if it's not there, it's buried beneath the surface and it could be revealed again. So that's an exercise. What are those three things I most admire about my husband, about my wife? Or that I once admired about my husband and my wife that could, that could get to that point again. Number two, when we're apart, I think fondly of my partner. Now, even if that's not the case right now, you get to a point where that becomes the case. I will often find some way to tell my partner I love you in various ways to express it. Four is about physical touch. Five is about respect. Six is about feeling loved and cared for in the relationship. Seven is about feeling accepted and liked by your husband and wife. Eight and nine and ten and eleven. All those discuss the sexual aspects, the attractiveness sexually, and the fire and passion of the relationship that way. Romantic, we talked about it. You could... The word is misused very often, but it means the, in the right way, the spark between a husband and a wife that's real and could be nurtured, could be developed. And even if it's with the bumps in the marriage dormant right now, it could be reignited and developed. L12 is what you're really proud of, of your partner, of your husband and wife. And the truth is, even if there are many things that you're not proud of, or you're disappointed, nevertheless, there are aspects, even within the disappointment, there's some things that you do take pride in what they did, or see their accomplishments in what they did. And that's what 13 is about, to really enjoy the achievements and accomplishments of your husband or wife. 14, I can tell you easily why I married my partner. And the truth is, it's not so hard. And again, like I always said before, it could be buried underneath current resentments, but that does not mean that that reason why you married your husband or wife and that feelings are not there, they are there. It's similar to how very often... Ahavas Hashem, Yeras Hashem, certainly Ahavas Hashem sometimes is not felt fierily, openly in the, in your heart, but you do love Hashem, and it takes some work to get it out and to bring it out. Fifteen, if I had to do it over again, I would marry the same person. A lot of this is built into what Hashkacha Pratis is, in being Maimon, how Hashem led your life, to realize that Sometimes even the challenges, the azer connect die, that just like the 
and very often they go hand in hand where your where the azer is because of the connectai, where your growth and how your wife helps you the most is when she challenges you or when he challenges you. Sixteen, we rarely go to sleep without some show of love and affection. And again, sixteen could apply not just in the Tara period, but in the Nida period. Or when they're very tired or had a very long day. They nevertheless, so they're not going to be over uh, warm because they're just exhausted or tired or worried about something or stressed out. But nevertheless, they could find in those moments a certain word of encouragement in a small way. I love you. Let's get some sleep. We'll be, it's just, everything's going to be okay in the morning. Thank you very much for everything. So even in, during moments of tiredness or stress, you could still, before going to sleep, express some love and affection in a certain way. 17, when I come into the room, my husband and wife is glad to see me. My husband and wife appreciates the things I do in this marriage. And my spouse generally likes my personality. And again, remember, they could drive each other bananas with their personality in certain ways, but at the same time, there's certain aspects that you really admire and look up to. 20 is something that can be worked on. If the sexual life is satisfying, and if it isn't, it's still something that could be worked through. So again, all of these things are excellent questions to see where you are right now in the strength of your relationship. But again, If you value each other highly, it will protect you from being overwhelmed by negativity when the bumps in the road come up. But again, if you don't, if you look at this and you say, "Uh uh-oh, you know, not much of this is something that I feel as positive or or it's not true, I don't feel it right now, do not get discouraged from that. Many, many couples had extremely low scores here. And nevertheless, with some work, practicing these principles, Realizing HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to have Shalom Bayis and to work on it, you can get to a point where these questions will become reality as truths. And the key again is, is to fight contempt with all your might and to do your best to get in touch with the deep-seated positive feelings that are there but are dormant. Okay, so that is the first exercise here, which is very, very good. This, and then he has another exercise here called Fanning the Flames, which is basically doing your best to revive and enhance fondness and admiration that was once there, even if it's long buried for months, for years, and I would say even for decades. Yes, this works even after decades of buried negative feelings being buried, burying positive feelings. It can be unearthed, and the bond can be strengthened. The Averis become mitzvahs through the right tshuva. Ur and choyshech, the choyshech becomes ur. That is what tshuva is, and that's what 
marriages can become, no matter how troubled the relationship is, as long as they're both committed to really work through it. And he brings an exercise here about appreciating. Appreciation to express to your spouse in your own words how you appreciate and love them. And he saw in studies where he had couples who were having problems work towards this exercise of expressing appreciation. And as you read here, and this is that couples began the session feeling very awkward because very often when they came, you know, I I heard the tapes on this also that very often when they came to the, to a couple came to them to do these exercises, they haven't said a nice word to each other in months, in years even. And here they decided, well, we need help. And he's getting them to sit face to face with one another and start expressing words of appreciation, which they haven't said in such a long time, and it's extremely awkward. And he says what happens is the results immediately, once they begin to do this, couples who began their session sitting stiffly and awkwardly, I'm reading from here, suddenly relax. And it becomes laughter. And they're rediscovering something. I see a line here that he says that is really, really poignant and really telling. He writes before the, all the thank yous here, I can tell that they are rediscovering something that they had misplaced. That's really what it is. Most of you, it's like that. No matter where you feel your marriage is right now, it's not a matter that there's something really, really wrong here. It's that it's misplaced. Stresses came up. Life came up. Things got in the way. We went a little off. We misplaced it. And now we could get back into it. And you really, these are things, these exercises, especially in this book here, is not things to be glossed over. Every sentence here is to be contemplated and thought of and see what you can do to really utilize these things to enhance your marriage. And we're going to continue this in the next year as well. But we're going to start here. The first one about thank you for making dinner. It was delicious. Those words itself, through the course of marriage, how often does the wife make supper for her husband and her family? And the thank you could come in so many forms during the week's meals during the Shabbos meals and all the simchas and so on and so forth. Thank you for taking care of the kids. Could go both ways. Obviously the mother who takes care of the children from, 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 from infant onward with all her kaychais. But very often a wife could also tell her husband this. Thank you for taking care of the kids. If she's taking care of the baby and the kids are on her head, and the husband takes the, uh, the uh, a few of the children, distracts them, plays with them, interacts with them, takes the baby also, lets her get a nap and rest. She can thank her for that too. Go to Way Street. Thank you for being such a good dad. 
Thank you for cleaning up the kitchen. Thank you for doing the laundry. You see, all of these things. Thank you for supporting me when I talked about my stress. Here is your acknowledging a thank you for being listened to. Because it's not easy to listen. It's an art to listen, especially these days. Or doing the dishes, or listening to how my day went, or understanding when I talked about the rude person I met. Again, you have to deal with the Lush and Hara aspects of it to know what to say, what not to say. Goes through the sexual inter- interaction. Okay, I enjoyed making love to you, okay? But the truth is, that is a beautiful expression. If you had a, a wonderful, intimate moments together, and then afterwards, one of them tells the other, or you both tell each other, I enjoyed it very much, and thank you so much. It was a beautiful experience. I felt very good. I feel very good and safe and warm because of it. It's a beautiful thing to say. And that breeds more enhanced intimate relationship. I appreciate you being more affectionate lately. This is very important, especially if let's say someone is an introvert and is not used to expressing themselves or they're more, you know, not that uh, emotionally expressive. Okay? If you have a husband, for example, that generally speaking is not that emotionally expressive and then he works on himself that towards you, he, his wife, he learns to become more emotionally expressive. And she thanks him for it. And so on and so forth. We're going to continue Be'ezus Hashem on, these, on this topic and in these exercises Be'ezus Hashem in the next year.